0: this is Aaron Giesler, Executive Director from Football Ontario, and you are listening to At the 55.
1: Hello and welcome to At the 55, your home for OUA football. Today we are kicking off a new series of interviews we are doing in support of the OFA's new initiative, the Greatness Academy, and joining us to talk all about the Greatness Academy. We have none other than friend of the show, Aaron Giesler. Aaron, how are you doing, man?
0: Great. Hey, we're about you know, uh, a couple more minutes away from football starting in the province. CFL has already kicked off. We, you know, there's lots of great things happening. It's, uh it's exciting. It's, it's busy. It's exciting. But, you know, there's been a lot of hard work kind of put in by a lot of volunteers across the province and a lot of people and fans and we're real close. So it's, it's, it's an exciting time.
1: And I'm sure plenty of people listening to this, much like you and me, were overjoyed seeing the CFL back in action. As you mentioned, everything's right around the corner and, uh, Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and it is fantastic. So as I sort of set up there, brought you in to talk about this new initiative from the Ontario Football Alliance, Football Ontario, called the Greatness Academy. Uh, This is your project. I I don't even want to set it up because I figure I can't even do it as good a job of explaining as you can. So what is the Greatness Academy? What's your initiative here? What are we trying to do?
0: Yeah, so we... You know, we um, have been working really hard at trying to find ways that we can drive programming for a variety of different areas. And one of the areas is the idea of how do we build great leaders through our sport to then, you know, help them within the sport, but then take those things and then push them off into the community or, you know, what I would call real life. And have great leaders out in the uh, you know in their everyday you know jobs or as a as a parent or as a, hopefully maybe a coach in the future or an official, and to take all those skills that we can help to cultivate and create more great leaders in, in the community. And I think one of the things that we have uh, talked about as a community is you know our sport already does have the elements to create these types of leaders and we want to make sure that we can expand that be able to get as many people involved in that program and be able to figure out ways that we can you know bring new partners in and and help to drive this growth by you know really targeting in that we create leaders how can we create more of them and how can we be Uh, sensitive to the idea that, you know, there are very specific areas of expertise that we can help drive for these individuals. So, you know, we've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of different people um, about how we get this done. One of the main stakeholders and partners on this is JT and JT uh, has, has, has been a major driving force in the focus of helping us to cultivate what the greatness Academy can look like. You know, what are some of the values that we want to instill in this program? And, you know, in a lot of the discussions that we've had, it's about how can we you know, grow this sport? How can we build a stronger community and how can we focus on the excellence aspect of everyday life and sport. You know, sometimes we always think about excellence as this idea of, okay, yeah, we're striving for high performance or we're striving for winning, but we want to redefine what excellence is. Excellence is just, you know, us doing the best that we can to be the best individuals that we can be, and that will then cultivate success. Um, So there's a lot of uh, work that's gone into getting to this point. The main focus for us is to create a standard deliverable program to primarily our, 14 to 18 year olds in the province through uh, our programming to give them the tools and the education and the confidence to be great leaders. So it was a long way of saying we want to put people in the right spots to be successful in life.
1: And of course you mentioned JT, we're talking about JT Sui who former Western Mustang coached in the London football scene for a while and uh, author of the book, you are greatness uh, sort of in the, uh, uh, self-development and growth sort of uh, coaching line of work. Uh, so obviously a few people better to talk about that. Uh, aspect of, of finding greatness um, so when you talk about finding leaders in our football community looking at that age range sort of in that high school area what are the, what are the components that you're looking for because as you mentioned uh, there are very when we look at the game of football there are perhaps very standardized ways in the past that we look at greatness you know people who win championships people who put up or uh, win individual awards people who accumulate statistics all those types of things but I gather from some of our conversations we're trying to perhaps look for uh, voices that m- might not get um, picked up in that more traditional sense. So when we're looking at the idea of, uh, you know, finding leaders and building leaders, what are those things that we're looking for to sort of highlight in
0: individuals? Yeah, I think you bring up a great point. Um, you know, generally on a team, you know, we, we target and we have, say, six captains on a team, right, or four captains on a team. And the unique thing about our sport is there's no really one set criteria of who who is a captain you know i've had guys on teams or girls on teams that uh you know are the vocal leader you know the traditional you know what we would expect out of uh somebody on a a field to help rally the uh you know the team and, and get get guys or girls ready to play the game and then you have the people that are quiet leaders you know people who lead by example that just you know are grinders right like they they just want to do the work and they want to be good examples for the rest of the team and then you have this other category of people that you know are there maybe aren't your true high performers that we would expect they're not maybe your starting or most talented player but are working super hard cultivate the the values of the team that you are, are building you know hard work or compassion or you know the, that silent leadership that, that that goes unnoticed, right? We I've had I've coached many a guy that um, you know maybe would never be a true starter, but they're invaluable to the team because they exemplify all of the values that you're trying to instill. Um, you know, and part of that is just being you know good relationship builders, right? Someone who can connect with other people, um, and I think for us, there's no one clear cut definition of what a great leader is. I, I think um, there could be a lot of different individuals that have different skill sets that can be leaders. So our hope is to be able to identify a ver- variety of individuals that can fit different criterias for what leadership is. And, and, it re- and you put it perfectly, it's it's not about wins and losses. That's a, that's a component, right? Like that is something that we obviously are striving for on a regular basis. But it's more about the values that we are looking for in terms of, you know, I really do think community is a big piece of this, is, you know, people who are able to bring people together and to be able to, you know, drive towards a common goal. That's a really important uh, value that we are trying to instill in the province right now.
1: And so on that idea of values, uh, I know from us discussing before, you uh, Uh, From the OFA's perspective, you've kind of highlighted a few pillars um, that you're kind of perhaps looking for people that, that hit those markers. And, and I guess we've talked about it. It's the idea of excellence, growth, and as you mentioned, community. Um, maybe there's something else in there as well that I'm, uh, I'm not highlighting. But just on those three ideas um, of excellence, growth, community, how did, you, how did you come to settle on those? I mean, you just spoke on the idea of community. Um, but what do those mean to you in terms of uh, why those are so important for uh, being able to foster uh, young leaders?
0: Yeah, well, I think if I can touch on growth, I think for the the start, you know, our sport needs to grow. We just we need to expand our horizons. We need to be able to, you know, reach into new types of leaders. We need to be able to reach into new communities. We need to be flexible with the way our game is played. Um, and we've definitely seen, I think, a culture shift in what I would consider. You know traditional football values to what is now an idea that we are much more innovative and we are much more open to to really truly identifying what it's going to take to grow and for us to be sustainable throughout you know the future we have to grow in a way that we haven't done in the past and part of this is going to be identifying great leaders in communities that we want to grow within. And um, I I said this on another uh, podcast that, you know, for most, for most groups that we're trying to target, you can't be what you can't see. And for us, then that means that we need to be able to say, you know, who are the individuals that exemplify all these values? Can we put them in a place to be successful and then help them to help us drive the growth of this game? Um, So that's, I think, a really big piece. Um, Anybody who's in the sport wants to see the sport grow. They want to see more people play in the game. I don't know if you saw Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech, but he encapsulated it perfectly right? We have a responsibility to try to expose this game to as many people as we can. And that's part of that is is, is finding great leaders to be able to do that. So that's uh, on the growth side, I think is really important. On the excellence side, I touched on it a little bit before, but, you know, for us to be really, truly successful, we have to expand the idea of what excellence is, and that it's not just wins and losses. It's it's about, you know, doing everything that we can to the highest uh, of standards whether it's administration or whether it's delivery of programming or, you know, whether it's just interacting, you know, as a sport with the community, right? Like getting out into the community and being excellent in our ability to drive change or to drive, you know, sport is a massive culture changer, right? We've seen it recently with the Olympics and and how, you know, athlete storylines can change the narrative in, in society. And for us, it's important that we are driving that excellence from the sport into the community, and then you know, I, I say community and all of these things is because it all comes back to that. You know, football is the ultimate community sport, right? We are essentially rely on, on every single person on the field to be successful, and that's a that's a lesson we need to be able to exemplify in life. That for us to be successful with a lot of the issues that we have to tackle um, out in the real world. We need community, and that means building relationships, and that means understanding and being uh, empathetic to other people. And that's a that's a a skill that's not easily built, and and that's something that I think we want to target: is, is building empathy and, and building understanding, and and creating a sense that we have a sport that drives those things. Um, you know, and I said this on on another podcast. I would not interact with half the people that I've interacted in my life if it wasn't for this sport, right? And that's how we expand our horizons, so.
1: You know, just touching on a few things you you mentioned there, you know, um, (laughs) the idea of kind of exposing the, perhaps the lessons of football to people not involved in the game. I I was speaking with JT recently and it'll either be on this episode that people are hearing, or it might be on another one, but in the same kind of time frame, and just about the the lessons learned in football and the skills that uh, are so transferable that you know it, it almost becomes a cliche when people talk about well, and as you mentioned, the, you know whether it's the people you met or all these things that 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 can translate into other um, avenues of life, but. Perhaps trying to uh, allow other people to reap the benefits of those things, whether they play the game or not, and perhaps that ties in with the community being able to then get out in the community and use those lessons to be able to make an impact in other ways. Um, Another thing on something you mentioned there, I don't know if this kind of falls into place with the sort of modern uh, day of social media and just multimedia. But it feels like, and I don't know if it's just because we're more exposed to voices, but it feels like there's just so many voices out there, whether it's doing podcasts or creating platforms to be able to talk about sports from new and different perspectives that kind of, as we're all this whole conversations revolving around in the past weren't sort of on on the forefront so i don't even want to start naming names because i'm gonna not highlight someone that should be highlighted but it's really incredible seeing in the last few years and once again maybe it's just because we're seeing more and more things now and they were happening before but we just didn't see them how many people are trying to really make an impact on the game in a in a non-traditional way but in a incredibly meaningful way um so last thing i want to ask you about sort of Greatness Academy. We talked about JT and with his book. I know he is donating some proceeds from his sales towards uh, uh, football Ontario. How are some ways that people can get involved with Greatness Academy, or if you know they're listening to this, it piques their interest a little bit. What are some ways that they can support it?
0: Yeah. So you know, our main focus is going to be to start to to deliver programming through the Greatness Academy. Um, as of January. So our main focus is going to be um, at the start of January, we're, we're going to be running our uh, football Ontario futures program, where we are starting to identify the uh, athletes in the province from 12 to 18 um, from a football perspective, but also then start to expose them to some of the, the, the coach or sorry, the the program training for the Greatness Academy. So, one, if there are individuals out there that want to aid in the development or uh, want to be mentors or want to help in the actual delivery, um, we can, you know, we can use everybody and anybody. On the other side, for the athlete perspective and for parents out there, you know, it'd be really great to see as many kids as we can out to our futures Um Uh, programming so that we can start to get you know the athletes exposed to to some of the content right and and get them to start thinking about um you know some of the values and some of the uh, skills that they can build um you know right from 12 all the way up to 18 when we then kind of push them off into either university or real life you know getting a job and you know out of the nest and so that's that's kind of what we're, we're targeting for is, is kind of a January start in our programming for the Greatness Academy. And then it's going to it's going to run annually from there.
1: Beautiful. i um, so excited to see how that takes root and sort of what comes from that. Keeping our eyes a little closer to where we're sitting right now, because as we uh, said from the jump, football is back. Football in Ontario is around the corner, sort of at our, our amateur level uh, here. What are some of the things like what are the, say, three things you're most excited for? I mean, aside from just the obvious football being back, just from everything that's uh, been going down, the work that you and your team and different people have been doing, uh, getting, you know, things up and running again. What are you most excited for? What should people be really keeping their eyes on this coming fall football in the province and and, and Canada wide if if you want to go there?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is that we just recently launched our new Ontario Community Football League structure. And this fall is the introduction of the Ontario Fall Football League. And uh, so it will be the it's inaugural season and it uh, encapsulates um, you know, all of the players in the province uh, from the Ottawa area all the way down to, you know, to the Windsor area. So there's going to be a lot of football going on in the Ontario Fall Football League this fall. So we're ex- incredibly excited um, for that. Uh, the other thing that I think we, we in Ontario are hosting three national championships this year, or sorry, two national championship, a semifinal, and then an Ontario Prince. So we have the Yates Cup, the Mitchell and then we also have the great cup and we also have the canadian bowl all in ontario this year. So, fingers crossed we we get off without a hitch. You know, there's going to be a lot of great events that that we can get to in in the province. Um, some of them are going to be a little later in the in the year like we're getting in early december, but hey, we all like to go play football out in the snow. So, that's super exciting. So, I think the the buzz around football in this in this province is going to be pretty big all the way up into december. And I think the third thing is You know, we've had a lot of programs that are actively running flag in the fall alongside their tackle. So we talked before uh, that we want to expand the program opportunities. Well, now that non-traditional tackle football athlete has a pathway as well in flag in the fall and a lot of centers. So there's a lot of excitement about the programming. A lot of programs getting up and running, and I and I just want to give a shout out real quick. I can't tell you how much work the volunteers and the organizations have put in in this past 2 or 3 months kind of once since we got the green light um and even in the pandemic to get sport off the ground the uh and there everybody's a volunteer uh at that level and they are putting in hours upon hours upon hours to make sure that the kids in this province have the opportunity to play this sport in the fall and Um, from me personally, I just want to make sure that people know that I'm incredibly appreciative of all the work that people are putting in, because if it wasn't for those volunteers, those coaches, those admin, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today, ready to, to, to launch a a football season post a pandemic. So it's exciting. There's lots of positivity in the air and, and uh, I'm looking forward to games in the fall
1: well you're certainly right it's very exciting and I I think you're also right that even if things have to run a little later into the the winter I don't think anyone's going to mind a little extra cold football given that it's been so long since we've had football of any kind uh, at all levels and it's it's a beautiful thing having it back and you're absolutely right shout out to everyone uh, who made this possible and who continues to make this possible uh, yourself included uh, amongst all those names so Aaron thank you so much joining us letting people know all about the Greatest Academy and things to look forward to in this upcoming this upcoming fall with the return of football.
0: Uh, thank you again. Appreciate it.